Hello, everybody. This is Rick, the founder at Real People USA. And I'm going to do an unedited podcast episode about a serious subject that's been on my mind and I deal with it every day and I see it every day and I need to talk about it. Uh, For people who may not know, Real People USA is an organization that has three functions. And again, I am not going to edit any blooper out of this podcast episode. So if you don't hear a blooper, you're going to say, man, that Rick was, was sharp. He didn't even have a blooper in his podcast episode. And that's kind of rare. I do some editing, not maybe maybe about in a 30 in a minute episode, maybe about seven edits because I, mean, so I just had a hiccup. Well, I do about seven edits in a 30-minute podcast episode, and that's just because, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on when you record a podcast episode like mine, because I'm drawing a lot of information from different places, and, uh, you know, this stuff happens. So, Real People USA, we do three things. The first thing that we do, we are an advocate of small business ownership. Uh, Prior to starting Real People USA, uh, I was a vice president of a Fortune 500 company in Los Angeles, and I had some pretty big accounts in the health insurance industry. And uh, I spent uh, 12 years in corporate America, uh, six of those years at at a very high level. And so, you know, Real People USA, I want to help people with their small businesses, and it just so happens that the second reason why I started Real People USA is because I want to help Republican candidates do better in their campaigns. And we will talk about number two a little more in this podcast episode. And the third thing that Real People USA does, we discuss issues happening in America. So we discuss in real America, real situations that people are dealing with. And, you know, as a Republican platform, and that's what this is, because I would never do a podcast like this one for a Democrat pl- platform, I'd be wasting my time. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's easier for me to do one on a Republican platform because I don't have to lie. And the information that I'm giving is stuff that I believe in. So the title of this podcast episode, if there is a title, I'm not even sure if I if I have given it a title yet. So I'm just going to talk and maybe by the time I'm done, I'll, I'll slap a title on it when I upload it to 18 different podcast platforms. But this episode is about some stuff that I've been seeing within Republicans running for office. And it started about the time Donald Trump was uh, going through his um, stuff with the Russian hoax. And I started seeing Republican incumbents, people who are in office, starting to back away. And I said to myself, and I knew from day one that Donald Trump was innocent. 
because, I mean, I've been around for a long time. I served in the military in a combat unit. I'm a combat veteran. And I've seen some stuff. So when Donald Trump was going through his issues, I saw a lot of these Republican incumbents begin to back away. Then I started watching, okay, I said, well, if the Republican incumbents are backing away, and these are your rhinos, that some are still in office, some have left office. And I started seeing some of these candidates beginning to run. I said to myself, oh, great. So I never really looked at the candidates running. I never knew what that that was about. Never really paid attention to it. I just saw who was running and I just took it for granted that they were the best candidate. And uh, so when you add it, you add up all this stuff about vote cheating, it's possible that some of the candidates who lost, maybe they could have won. But based on what I'm seeing, when candidates begin their, their run for Congress, I'm not too sure if they would have won even if there was no cheating. So I'm not trying to uh, slam any candidate. I'm not trying to down, downplay uh, anyone who's working with candidates. But people need to understand that this congressional candidate, people need to understand that running for Congress is not some trivial uh, you know, event. You're talking about being one of the 435 uh, House of Representative members or 100 members or one of 100 members in the Senate, a total of 535 people who are the most powerful people in the world. So you would have to you would think to yourself, anyone who is running, number one, must be serious about it. And number two, must be pre- prepared to run. Like I said, I'm not I'm not taking out any of these bloopers. I probably made about four or five already, but I'm just going to keep it rolling. So what I am seeing now that I'm in the inside, uh, now that I'm on the inside of this campaigning thing, and I'm you know I'm seeing people do what they do. I hear what they say. Uh, I see what their, you know, their their trials and tribulations, their peaks and valleys are. I'm just saying there is a big problem with congressional candidates running for office. And I'm almost thinking I should have started what I'm doing maybe 10 years ago. Now, when I'm not doing this full time and I and I have dedicated more time to Real People USA, then I do my commercial consulting firm. I should have started this long time ago because I could have helped some people. Now, uh, I'm not out there looking for people to to work with. Just, I'm not. I'm not trying to like build up a team. This big, you know, team of people where these people are running. And they're getting donations from from all these people across the country, and uh, and and the, and the person running, or the people running the the, the 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 donation. I mean, the people running the the group or the pack. I think that's what it's called. I don't run a pack, okay? But the people running the pack, they are looking at the candidates like Kerching. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you know maybe twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars. 
from this candidate. But maybe this candidate is not ready. But, you know, the hell with it. I'm still going to make twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 from this candidate running, even though he or she is not ready. See, I'm just not into that kind of shit. That's just not me. You know, anything that I'm doing, I want to win. And the last thing I would do is, you know, take someone and say, look, why don't you run? Why don't you run in Ohio? Why don't you run in New York? Why don't, why don't you run in Arizona? And all I'm looking at is the kerchin part. My cut of getting people to run and they're not prepared. See, the last thing I want to do is work with people and they end up losing. Because that is a, that's damaging to your psyche. That is damaging to the person's family. The man or woman who is deciding to put their family life on hold and spend the next, you know, year, year and a half, you know, trying to, you know, run for this congressional office and they, you know, they F around and lose. I'm just not into losing. So I just want to tell you that I was working with a candidate and, uh, you know, I basically made the decision that I could not continue working with this candidate. And it was kind of like a mutual thing. It was more so my decision than theirs because it wasn't a good fit. And and yeah, I could have I, maybe I could have made, you know, five, ten thousand dollars on coaching and some other things that I do to help candidates. But I just don't want to waste people's time. So I canceled the agreement and I'm not I'm no longer working with this person. Now, some of you may say, hey, but Rick, you, you lost five or ten thousand dollars or more that you could have made from working with a candidate who had no chance of winning. See, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not into the pimping thing. Um, I'm just not into that. I'm not into pimping candidates and putting them out there. You know, I grew up with a in a pretty rough environment in Florida, and uh, you know, I saw some things as a kid, some things uh, that most people may not have seen. So the last thing I want to do is take advantage of people. So I canceled that agreement. And uh, that person is uh, doing their own thing, and Godspeed to them. I wish I wish them much much success in their endeavor to to run for Congress. But it's just not someone someone that I can work with. So the point I'm trying to make here is, running for Congress is about ninety percent of running a business. Now, I'm seeing a whole lot of candidates who have never even sold a stick of gum. And they're out there running for Congress. Now, the reason why I say running for Congress is just like owning a business. There are some people skills that you need to bring to the table when you run for Congress or get into this training mode. And that's what I offer. I offer, offer this training mode and this, um, th this platform system to make sure you maximize your efforts as a candidate. But what I'm seeing, I mean, I'm looking, like I said, even before I even thought about doing what I'm doing with, with Real People USA, I was kind of watching candidates and I was telling this story. 
today to an Arizona person who is um, probably going to run for Congress. Now, this person that I'm about to uh, probably help, they have what it takes. Small business owner, checkmark. Former police officer, checkmark. Hardcore Republican, checkmark. Big time Donald Trump supporter, checkmark. A Republican all their lives, double checkmark. This is someone that I have known for almost 40 years. We go back to, to grade school. Okay, so I've known this person all my life, so I know their credentials. But I was telling this person, I said, you know, when people run for Congress, it's just like it's 90 percent of like owning a business. And the reason why it's like owning a business. And I hope no one is offended by that statement because it's absolutely true. And here's the proof. If you're listening to this podcast episode and, and you're thinking, oh, man, that guy Rick is talking about, you know, running for Congress is like selling. OK, you put that out there. Maybe that's in your mind. But think about this. When was the last time you bought something significant where you paid a thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars for that item? When you bought it, how did you feel when you bought it? Because you bought it from someone or some company where they had to please you in that process uh, up to you writing that check or you swiping your credit card. So that is the same experience that congressional candidates need to bring to the voters. And uh, if they're not doing that, it's the same decision that you would make. When you refuse to buy something from a merchant or from a salesperson, you know, or a company and you decide not to buy. So it's the same. It's the same thing. Like I said, it's 90 percent overlap between running for Congress and running a small business. And in the business world, we call that experience the sales experience. And when a person runs for office that uh, experience that the voters get is it's like voting experience or the political experience or the experience that the voter gets when they circle your name on the ballot or if they check the name or God forbid if we ever use <laughs> those machines. So that's the point I want to make is running for office is just like you know owning your own company. You have to have the right messaging. You have to understand how people think. You have to contact a lot of people. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, using social media as their top platform to campaign. And that is a big mistake. The second thing that I see, I see a lot of people huddled up together in these conference rooms and everybody's cheering each other on. I'm seeing people show up like it's a like it's a freaking fat fashion show where the guys have their, you know, thousand dollar suits on and, and the ladies have their best dress on and, and their hair done and their nails done. And it's like a big freaking party. And guess what? When the party's over and the lights are out, they're not talking to anybody outside of that room. 
and they're putting their campaigns on social media as if social media is, a, is supposed to help you win or make you win, be the primary driving force for the candidate to win. And again, that's BS. You know, that's that's pure BS. And there have been plenty of candidates that have been uh, social media superstars that have lost their asses off. And uh, it's a shame that they have neglected the man or woman in the community, the small business owner, the parent or grandparent with kids out there doing, you know, dealing with this this garbage, you know, vaccine thing that we're dealing with. So I'm just letting people know that that, you know, running for office, in my opinion, this is my opinion, you know, could be wrong. I doubt it. I've seen too much. I've seen candidates with credentials up the yin yang lose. I've seen people with, you know, former, you know, high level positions in, in, in the county or, you know, high level positions in the state lose. They, they, they lost. And that's because they didn't have any real world people experience. And working for the city or working for the county is not real world people experience. You know what real world people experience is? That's making a payroll. Now, there are some candidates out there that have owned businesses before. And you can kind of tell because these people have uh, the ability to communicate in a way that's not scripted because these people have had their ups and downs in business. They know what it's like to pay the employees and not have perhaps enough money for themselves, the owner. They know what it's like to have to come up with $10,000 in monthly business expenses. And you, and of course the business owner wants to exceed that. Maybe the business owner for it to be attractive to own the business Maybe the business owner wants to take home seven grand, you know, after paying the ten thousand dollars of overhead. And uh, so that I can tell the candidates that own businesses before. That's what I'm trying to say. And it's those candidates, if they are running and they need help, they need to call me. If they don't have any help or if they are getting help and they're not getting the right kind of help. They need to call me if they are thinking about running for office and they are business owners. They need to call me if you're thinking about running for office and you have never owned a business and you have that that burning desire to run for office. Please call me because we will get you ready. Just like we have we're working with two to three, maybe four people now getting them ready. And we're not getting them ready to be a soundbite candidate. Do you know what a soundbite candidate is? That's someone that says, I believe in fixing homelessness. Oh, I believe in veteran issues. Oh, I believe in clean water. Oh, I believe in lower taxes. Okay, what else you got? Can you explain the tax situation? Can you explain how taxes work? Can you explain why uh, raising taxes and what that impact is on a business owner uh, year to year. Can you uh, uh, a slice and dice what you just said is a issue for you that you're running on? See, we, we have a we have a whole lot of soundbite candidates. 
And uh, I can tell because when they say I'm for this and I'm for that, and guess what? And uh, I've I've heard uh, some of these candidates on the radio, and uh, and the person, the announcer, the radio announcer will say, "So can you please tell us more about uh, your position on something that they said was a platform item?" And the candidate is mumbling and stumbling all over their words. They can't get it out. And the reason why they can't get it out is because they don't have any in-depth knowledge of the soundbite. It was just a soundbite. That's all it was, was a freaking soundbite. So please do not be a soundbite candidate. So anyway, I just wanted to do this podcast episode unedited. Well, you know what? Gosh, there's like maybe two things I need to take out because I hiccuped a couple of times and, you know, maybe I'll leave it in there. So just for effect, because I said I wasn't going to take it out, I think I might just leave it in there. But if anyone ever needs to call me, you can reach me at uh, 786-697-3800 or 786-697-3400. I think it's uh, 3800. Uh, Let me look. Since I'm not going to edit my um, podcast episode, let me just look and see what my number is. (laughs) Because I have plenty of numbers. Oh, yeah, it's uh, 786-697-3800. That's the Real People USA direct line. And guess what? You can also send me a text if you're not that courageous to give me a call. I don't bite. I'm the nicest guy you've ever met. And when you call me, if you call me, you're going to talk like 80 to 90% of the time. That's right. Anyway, take care. Rick Napier, founder at Real People USA. It's been a pleasure to finally talk about this subject because I see a lot that's out there. And I was like biting my tongue. But, you know, I've had people call me and they, and they would say, hey, Rick, can you help me? And then I'll ask them some questions and I'll think about it and I'll say, person probably isn't ready unless they are willing to learn the the people side of running if they just want to you know throw their name out there and 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 be a candidate i don't want to see them lose and i don't want you know i don't want the loser tag attached to real people usa absolutely not i got a reputation to hold up to so anyway rick napier real people usa take care have a nice night bye-bye